It is 1104, Dr. Payne, 1-855-55-DRLOU. Dr. Payne, D-R-L-O-U is the uh, number to reach out when, uh, well, outside the radio station, info at paincarecanada.com. But you have an hour to call in here and... Uh, call in, yes. Wine, bitch, and complain, whatever. You got problems, no physical problem. issues, pains. I got to admit, I'm jealous that uh, Premier Ford never calls me. Well, maybe he will now. Yeah, because yeah, so you, you, I, you I'm are very totally conservative on, board with on health. Healthcare. Well, yeah, and I'm yeah. I would say I'm more of a conservative, anyways. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I, I think there's a lot of waste that goes on in the healthcare system, um, and there needs to be things that change because we're we're going to go bankrupt one day, and yeah. people are not getting the quality care that they need, although they think they are. You know, I had somebody the other day. Oh, it's actually my niece. She has a referral to an ENT. Um, she she's six years old. She has a she's been having a chronic ear infection. Finally, family doctor said, "You know what? Let's refer this. I'm going to put it in as an urgent um, as an urgent referral." Do you know when her appointment is? 2019. <laughs> no, middle. It's yes, but middle <laughs> of June. Like wow, that is not urgent. Like yeah. you know what I mean? That's like oh okay, well don't worry about it. Go somewhere in June. That's and and it's just funny that that's the urgent referral. And so um, yeah, I think I think there's a lot of waste that goes on, and there's a, definitely a better way to uh, to manage the system, which is why we do what we do. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. <laughs> You're it's, just staring at me. No, I just I know because I've been through that time where it's like, when's my MRI? Yeah, well, sometimes it's crazy. It could be a year and it like it could take a year, you know, yeah. things like sometimes hip and knee replacements are taking more than a year for people to get. Um it's insane. Insane the wait times yeah. and and just the waste. And and I'm not suggesting that we should be a fully private system or anything like that. Uh but definitely there's a lot of waste that happens even simple things like people who abuse emergency rooms. Yeah. Or or walk-in clinics and yeah. are going there for headaches. At, Simple basic things. The, yeah, and they know their problem. It's one thing if it's a new headache, yeah. right? And and but what about the people that are going there every time that they get their same headache that they get every other day, and they're in there and just and just using those taxpayer dollars or so, just to get a, a prescription? Don't know. Don't yeah, they're just a quick prescription. Yeah, exactly. There's so many things, but anyhow. Um, so let's you know one of the things that we uh, often talk about here is spine related pain, mm-hmm. um, and. I guess a lot of the listeners have heard me talk about how 90 to 95% of cases are what we call mechanical issues, um, which is the reality of what I see. Um, And a lot of people come in and they've heard me say this and they, people tend to be afraid that they have the 5%, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. what people really want to know. I think that's what drives people is that they want to make sure that they're not the serious stuff. And it's like, okay, if it's just mechanical, okay, no problem. And so I've had a lot of people coming to see me saying like, you know, I have this issue and I'm just wondering, do I fall within that 95% of of cases or am I 5% that I need to yeah. worry here? Um, and then, you know, I'll examine them and I'll, de- and I'll say, you know, this definitely seems like it's 95%. Okay, good. So I don't have to do anything. And it's like, well, no, that's the wrong answer because the 95% of cases of mechanical spine pain is what creates the disability. This doesn't mean that, although it's mechanical, doesn't mean that it's not disabling, that it doesn't create pain. These things can be very disabling. They can create a lot of pain and they can ruin people's lives. And if you don't intervene quickly, this is where the the mistakes happen. And I had a few people this week that, and I hear it all the time, 
oh, I've been listening to you for such a long time and I finally decided to come in with my issue. Stop waiting. If you're yeah. listening and you have an issue, just come in. Come get it taken care of because the intervention when you get it early is so much simpler. It, you know, the, the treatment time might be, might be much, much less. You have a better chance of full recovery or close to full recovery. You have a better chance of minimizing reoccurrences and all these things. So people that are sitting there and they're listening and they're like, yeah, I should, I should make a point to go see Dr. Lute. Stop putting it off. You need to come in sooner rather than later. Now, that doesn't mean that there's a point that it's too late. It's just the big, the big thing that I want to get across with this uh, show is that getting in early is always better. And and if and and you just it improves so many things about your prognosis when you can get in early checks. Sometimes I see people and I just give them exercises to do on their own at home. They don't have to do any formal yep. treatment, anything like that, and they're good. And they and we've had multiple people that have called the show and said that like, oh, I went to see Doctor Louie, gave me some exercises to do. I did them. I've never had the issue. My sister in law. Yeah, still exactly. rocking and rolling. Yeah, and she was she was subacute. She wasn't at a chronic point, but she did intervene. From an acute standpoint, because she didn't yep. call me right away, we sent her for treatment. But that's the right protocol. That's the right way to do it, um, and that's why she's she's managing well. But there's been other people, um, and I've had tons of calls of people that have followed up to tell me how they're doing, and uh, and I always appreciate that hearing uh, about people that have seen me and following up. I do suggest to people to follow up within six months, usually depending on what they're going through. Um, some people don't, but I'm always interested to know. Um, you know, how someone's doing. I'm also interested to know, you know, I, I, to this day, I haven't heard anything negative, but if there is ever anything negative about the experience that you have with me or my team, I would love to know that because that's the only way that we can make change. If we don't know that there's something potentially wrong, um, then we can't really make the change. So if I, if I know those things, then I can definitely work towards changing them because I know we're not perfect. But like I said, to this point, we haven't really heard anything, um, any negative, uh, any negative feedback, which is good. But I also think that that's because maybe people are hesitant to give negative feedback. But as long as it's constructive and respectful, I, I don't, I wouldn't mind hearing it. I, I would actually uh, appreciate it. And I've always been like that, even through schooling with professors and things like that. I want that constructive, um, you know, respectful feedback. It's, it's very, very important to ensuring quality. It always makes you scratch your head with the, uh, no, I've been listening for a year, then finally I decide to do something where, if, you know, if their Wi-Fi is down for 10 minutes, they're on the phone. Yeah, it's human nature, I guess. I mean, people do delay it. I think yeah. I'm guilty of it too for certain health-related things. I'm sure you are yeah. as well. Um, it's, but, you know, this is why I do what I do, just hammering it back in. Like, if, you, if you're dealing with it, it's another week that you're listening. Stop just listening, give me a call, and, uh, and let's get you assessed, and let's get it figured out and put you on the road to recovery. And you have questions uh, in uh, immediately, feel free to call in, get some perspective anyway. 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Dr. Payne Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 1115, Dr. Payne Show, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We talk about keeping busy, keeping moving. Movement is life. There's a perfect example playing Springsteen. Guy is 68 years old, still does four-hour shows. You know why he does that? Because he keeps himself in phenomenal yeah. shape. Well, even I remember once uh, Hulk Hogan um, 
someone asked him once like why he still works out at, at his age and he yep. essentially said if i don't i wouldn't be able to move yeah. right and and i've seen a, a bunch of elderly people who um come in and they they don't want to stop like they're like i don't want to stop and it's like no you shouldn't no. like at a certain point it's almost that that boundary of you have to work through it a little like you have to accept a certain amount of pain because not doing see there's this misconception that people believe not doing anything makes your pain go away. But I've seen it a lot with car accident um, uh, patients where they essentially stay home and they do nothing and they get worse and worse. And they're wondering, well, I'm resting. Why am I getting worse and worse? It's like, well, bed rest is going to make you worse. Our bodies are not designed for bed rest. And never mind just the physical aspect of it, but how would you feel from a psychological perspective if you're just laying at home in bed all day? Like you can't possibly feel psychologically good about that. And so it compounds and, and, and it's like, you, you see these people and it's, and then they're, they're like, yeah, but I want to do something, but I'm in so much pain. It's like, yeah, but you, you have to break through a certain level. Like you, you have to force yourself. It's the same thing as when people say, well, I can't work out because I work out and, and it hurts. It's like, well, there is some amount of hurt that's going to happen, but is it harmful? No. And that's a big component um, in treatment where we talk about hurt versus harm. So there are certain things that, yes, are going to hurt you, mm-hmm. but they're not ha- harmful to your recovery. But then there's things that may not hurt you at all, but are incredibly harmful. So people think, well, me sitting there doesn't necessarily hurt me, but you're doing an incredible amount of harm yeah. to yourself physically and psychologically by just thinking that sitting at home is the answer. It is not the answer. It's never the answer. The other problem with it is there's a secondary gain component, right? When there's money being involved uh, through litigation and things like that, and people feel they have to, you know, put on a show, for example. Like if someone's watching me, I got a show that I can't do anything. That secondary gain ruins a lot of prognosis and recovery. And the reality is that these people actually end up having pain because it's psychologically created, because that's what happens. Um, And so I've seen this... uh, you know, far too many times that I like to remember in all honesty. Uh, but but people that are in these types of accidents, really, they need to do themselves a favor and you need to break through that because it's the difference between um, your quality of life. Right. And and it's a big thing that, that a lot of people in the are short-sighted. They don't realize that. And how many times have you heard me tell somebody, this isn't just about today. We're talking about, well, what's your life going to be like in 15 or 20 years? And, and people are only ever really thinking about the immediate... Um, the immediate gratification of something. So, you know, while all the case is going to settle and I'm going to get X amount of dollars, it's like, yeah, but what good is that going to do you in 20 years if, if you're, if you feel like this all the time, you're yeah. trading quality for some sum of money. I, I, I don't know if that's, if that's something that's worth it to you, then, then fine. But I, I, I don't think that that's something that should be what anybody considers anyways. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. You have an opinion on that. You have pain. You have uh, some questions about your own uh, physical health. Bring them on. That's why uh, we're here every uh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, any injury-related questions, yeah, anything sure. like that, yeah. we got a guy, I, I don't know if you remember, because he used to go to uh, Fitness 365, our gym on Ronson there yeah. in Etobicoke, and there's a, a guy there named Hans. He's, he, if he's not 80, he's going to be this year. Was he the bodybuilder, the guy that was? No, the... not not Mike. Mike oh, that's Mike's Mike. A that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hans is a very very nice man. He's 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 bordering on eighty. Like I said, if he's not eighty now and he's still in there, man, the guy's benching plates. Anybody who works out knows what that means. It's one hundred thirty five yeah. pounds. 40, yeah. He's still doing that every day. That guy's in there lifting weights. He's squatting. He's doing his. You know, he's not setting records, but the guy's almost it's eighty. Not, that's not the point. And he's lifting weights, dude. The guy's amazing. 
and he's right. keeping up with probably what he's done for so long. Right. Which, which as you get out, as you get older, that's a big component about maintaining what your life is like. Because once you start to lose those things, the again, this is where the psychological aspect falls into play. You start to lose a sense of purpose, yeah. right? Something like, else I can't do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just another thing. Like now, you know, my my kids don't need me anymore. Uh, you know, I don't have a mortgage to pay, so I don't have to work. And now I can't even work. At, like what? Yeah. At a certain point, psychologically, it's like, well, what's the point? Even though I can't wait to not have to pay a mortgage anymore. Right, no kidding. <laughs> but losing your driver's license, oh, losing yeah, your independence, things, stuff yeah, like that. All right? that stuff, it's it's crazy that as that progresses, the more and more things that you take off the list, that, that hurts towards sense of purpose. That's why a lot of these older people, like I've heard countless stories um, especially being of Italian descent, a lot of my parents' friends uh, that just workhorses, people that worked their whole life, they retire, they stop working, a year later, dead. Yeah, just, yeah, you, just... You, and, and to me, there has to be something there, like a yep. sense of, of purpose. I, I really do believe that, that it's important to, to feel like there's a point to your life, because if there's no point, then I guess that's what, what happens. Can't wait to retire. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so our generation is different. Do. Our generation God, is different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got to keep moving. And uh, if you want to give us a call, we'd love to talk to you. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale. You have physical issues, some pain. Want to start getting some answers? Call Doctor Payne right here until twelve o'clock. Global News Radio six forty Toronto. It is eleven twenty three on Saturday morning. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale to uh, to reach uh, Doctor Payne here this morning. Want to ask some questions about your own health? The, That'd be great. The radio show is the same. Like we always get in the last fifteen minutes. Forty every, calls. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's the same thing that we're talking about. That yeah. they're listening. They have pain, and they're you know call in now. Now yeah. there's still plenty of time. Yeah. And then that way I don't have to rush yeah. each call. You can have and a just, lengthy chat. Yeah, we can have a nice talk about yeah. your issue. It's a it's a it's a nice way to do it, I yeah. think. Pinpoint health is what it's becoming, right? Yes. So and and you know what? In May we're gonna rebrand everything about the radio show as well. Love It'll it. be the pinpoint health show. Um and and just keep a consistent brand that way again people can feel safe when they see that name and they want to go in and and here's a big thing you don't have to see me to feel safe and that's really what I want to create is that they they understand that the brand is associated with me and that we control that I control the brand um and that means I make sure that you know I had a person to, uh this week that I saw in Brampton um they live in Toronto. They wanted. They needed some treatment. I suggested our Etobicoke office. They said, perfect, that's a great location for us. And they said, we want to see you. And I said, well, I don't do the treatment, but I'll refer you to somebody um, who does. And they were sort of like, no, no, no. Like, we love what you have to say, and I, I really want my mom to see you. And I said, you can rest certain that if I, if someone is part of my team, I've done that because not only do I think they are as good but I likely believe they are better. Mm-hmm. I make sure that it's the best people, the best quality that we have. And in fact, that goes for if you're a healthcare professional or you own some type of clinic and you're looking to be affiliated with a brand or partner with a brand or or you want to work with the brand, give me a call. I'm happy to talk to those people. We're always looking for for ways to expand. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that's a... And you know what? I'm actually going to make a point to speak about that more. But anybody that owns... Any type of clinic, if you're a healthcare professional, you're looking to, uh, you've heard me before, you like what you hear, you want to affiliate, you want to somehow work in a symbiotic relationship, I'm happy to do so. I'm happy. My biggest thing is how can we make sure that we send people 
to good quality places. And and as you know, through our provider network, um, these are not places that we own and control, but they are people and practitioners that I trust. Um, and I wouldn't make a referral to someone if I didn't personally. In fact, I've had people that have said, like we had a few weeks ago, someone that reached out from uh, Winnipeg, I believe right. it was. Yep. Uh, and they said, you know, I'm looking for someone there. And I said, listen, at this point, just you do your own research because I don't I don't know anybody in Winnipeg and I don't feel comfortable saying go to this clinic because I don't know them personally. And I and this isn't like, you know, I can look on a website and look for some red flags and things like that. But I, I don't know for sure. And I don't want to hang my hat on just, yeah. oh, well, this looks like it's a good, reputable place. No, go. You know, the best thing at that point, if I don't know, is I usually say, well, read the reviews number one, because Google reviews do provide um, insight into the place. And then the other thing with, with healthcare professionals is just check out their, lo- their whatever their regulatory body is and make sure that they don't have anything, that they're in good standing. Right. Those are all very important things to look for. Um, and, and then you just sort of have to go based on, um, you know, trying it out. And, and, and here's the other thing. If you start somewhere and it seems good, and then you're in one, two, three treatments and something doesn't seem right, don't continue. People always Trust do your that. Sense. Yeah, exactly. If you if there's red flags, then then get out of there. And some red flags, you know, to look for is, um, is it only one thing that they're selling? Right. Like, is it just this one thing f- solves every single problem known to humanity? This machine. Yeah, that, yeah, or whatever, or this protocol, or whatever. I'm not suggesting that 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 doesn't work for certain things. I'm just suggesting if it's a one fix for everything, that to me is a problem. If they're saying, hey, this one thing is really good for A, B, C, and D, these four or five things, it's like, okay, then maybe that makes sense. But I've seen way too many um, machines or protocols where it's like, no, 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 this is actually good for anything that you have. Here's Mm -hmm. what you need, and it will fix anything. Um, if the treatment plan doesn't make sense to you, like if someone, if you have something going on and someone's suggesting that you need to go for, you know, 40 times over the next year, like it needs to, the, the, the extent of the injury has to coincide with, right. with what the, the treatment protocol is. Um, if there's anything fraudulent going on, a lot of, like when we're talking about um, manual therapy and physical therapy, a lot of this stuff is through um, health insurance companies. And they've if, directed you to a certain place. Possibly. Yeah, and if, and, if they're, and if there's fraudulent things going on or if yeah. they're saying something to you like, you know, we'll bill this, but you'll actually get this. That, yeah. People need to understand something. That's not, that, that does not just fall on the clinic. If you do something that's fraudulent, it is both the clinic and the person who is the insurance yeah. holder. So if you are letting a clinic do something where they're billing something for you and you're using it for another service and you're aware of that, you're just as guilty as the clinic is. Right. And so the, the insurance companies can come after you as well. Um, so that that's a big thing, I think, to be concerned of. Um, what else are some red flags that I always tell people? I don't have a list, but those are definitely some of the the big ones that I would look for. If it, But a lot of this just comes down to gut instinct. A lot of people are like, man, didn't feel right from it the beginning. Don't smell right? Man, yeah. It probably isn't. Versus when, if you go somewhere, it's like, no, I, I really liked what they had to say. It all makes perfect sense to me. Uh, they did a good job explaining it. The other thing is if you ask a question and they don't want to give you an answer, right? Like that would be a big thing, which yeah. seems counterintuitive, but I've heard it a lot where people are just told, no, like you, you need to trust this. And if you don't trust it, then, then this isn't going to work. Well, no, what's a logical, <laughs> no. no, let's, what's the logical answer here? There's got to be some, some process that happens. 
We got time and we have phone lines that are open, so uh, now would be the time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You want to reach out to uh, Dr. Payne outside the show, info at paincarecanada.com for now. And one 855 Dr. Lou D-R-L-O-U. We'll continue after a short break on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 1031, Dr. Payne Show. To call in, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Randy, good morning. Yeah. How is Bob Cajun? Uh, it's warm today. Love the Bob. Love the Bob. What's going on, pal? Well, I was in a car accident in 2015, and I had serious multiple injuries. Uh, and, like, I still have some issues, but, like, my lower back and neck mm-hmm. stiffness, it won't go away. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been going to physiotherapy for three, next week will be three years now, and it just doesn't seem to be helping anymore. What do you do in that physiotherapy? Uh, he works on different parts of my body, from my arm and knees to back and neck. Are you doing exercises at home on your own? Uh, I actually have a personal trainer. Okay. But... And, oh, yeah, I, I have to stretch. And... So how often is this personal trainer doing stuff with you? Uh, she's with me once a week, and I see her. The odd time there at the gym. Okay, and but you're doing stuff every day on your own, regardless of being with that trainer. Twice a day, so mm. a lot of times. Yeah. Okay, good. And 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 then the issue is that you just from so here's an important question: from the point of the accident or immediately after to now, would you say you're better, worse, or the same? Well, I'm I'm better now because yeah. I could hardly work and bend and right. So so and this is so a lot about a lot of injury stuff is also about realistic expectations. And right. sometimes you you reach a ceiling of improvement, but the, you just said it yourself. You're much better. Are you perfect? Yeah. No. Are you ever going to be perfect? Maybe not. Um, and really, what you're doing is really about maintaining you where you are now, so that you don't get worse. So sometimes that's that's really the expectation. It's like, you know, you were horrible and now you're much better, but still not perfect. Uh, but you want to stay at that and not go back to, to horrible. Um, right. And so that you have to keep up with everything that you're doing. And, and a lot of people feel discouraged. And this goes back to what I was saying to John about um, the short-sightedness of things where it's like, well, it's not helping now. And it's like, yeah, but at this point, it's not really about now anymore. It's about you and 10 years from now. It's like, how does it keep you moving? How does it keep you where you're at for a longer period of time? So um, it sounds like you did the right things, which is good. And it sounds like you continue to do the right things. I think a lot of injury stuff, um, especially related to high impact uh, trauma, like motor vehicle accidents, is about a realistic expectation. Like what what is the reality of improvement? And uh, um, and it sounds like maybe you've you've achieved what the reality of improvement is. And it's about maintaining that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, I'll keep at it. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Len. But I mean, that's that's exactly what it's all about, right? That's yeah. And I know, I know, it seems sort of like, oh, I was really hoping for a different answer. But if I had a magic cure or something, I I, I would be a gazillionaire. So I I don't have that because the reality is the best around this management around pain and injury is the management of it. Sometimes, sometimes it's just the the realistic expectation it'd be no different than if you got diagnosed with diabetes and then all of a sudden, okay, you're, so you're putting on medication, you change your lifestyle and it's like, yeah, your blood sugar is overall well controlled. 
it's not perfect like it was when you were 20, sure. but it's well controlled so that that way, whatever eventual consequence of diabetes doesn't happen in two or three years, but maybe happens in 22 or 30 years. Yeah. Um, and pain management is sort of the same thing, unfortunately, where depending on what the injury is, sometimes there's a ceiling of improvement that's a, yep. that, that is realistic. 416-870-6400-STAR-640 on cell is the way to call in just like that. Hi, Len. Thanks for uh, hanging on. Good morning. Good morning to you, John. What's happening? Yeah, uh, I just wanted to know uh, uh, why is it that I am I feel uh, as if I don't have enough energy when I want to go, you know, uh, go for a walk. Even when I want to go for a walk, I go. And, uh, you know, after a period of time, uh, I start feeling uh, sort of my muscles uh, giving way, sort of. And, uh, you know, and I'm trying to figure this out, uh, why why this is happening. Uh, How old are you, Len? I'm about 80, I would say. Yeah, 80. So, so are you asking me over the phone what you think... You want me to just give you a diagnosis, like what the reason is, or do you have a a question? No, I have I have a question. Yeah, uh, you, you know, you may, I'm sure you know you may have an answer or possible uh, possibilities, uh, you know, that could uh, be taking place. I mean, energy. Um, there, there's like that is such a broad thing that there's. I can think even just quickly off the top of my head, like no word of a lie, like a hundred different things. Uh-huh. Uh, so it would be impossible for me to tell you, you know, based on that one sentence, what I think is wrong with you. There's so many things that would need to be considered, so many other things that would need to be ruled out and ruled in. Um, and that's what the whole point of an assessment is. So I think you're a good candidate to see me um, and then we can discuss everything that's going on and we can sort of, you know, start to to cross things off the list because low energy can be due to so many different things like it, it, the again I'm I'm thinking of like a hundred different things that I could just start rhyming off yeah. right now okay I uh, I mean I I I understand what you what you're saying uh, uh, but uh, this is something uh, you know like uh, I I I didn't feel before you know, it's just happened uh, fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm on uh, certain drugs, you know, uh, uh, cholesterol drugs and and things like that. And uh, only recently, I got I I started taking uh, uh, water pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm I was just curious is is uh, if that uh, you know, could be an after effect yeah. uh, because, uh, as I said earlier, you know, uh, I, I was, I never felt this way before. So I was just curious. yeah. So it, my and my answer still stays the same. There's, yeah. there's a bunch of different things that be, could be causing that. Could it be a change in whatever medication, new or old that you're on? Blah blah blah. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. 
there's so many different things that could cause that. You could have something totally different going on. That's where you need to be investigated. That's the only way to have an answer to that. Want to get you to uh, reach out, Len. Write this down, one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, one 855 doctor Lou or info at paincarecanada.com. Please uh, arrange that and, uh, and get to it. We'll take a short break. I see you there, uh, Evan. Hang on the line. We'll get to you. And plenty of room for you as well. We got lots of time. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Give us a call and get some uh, get some questions happening and some answers happening as well. Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. 11.43. What, what I know. If Choices. I seem uninterested, it's because I don't care. <laughs> oh. It's the Dr. Payne theme <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah. It's the theme music now, call for the Dr. On, Payne Call show. on in, but I don't really don't care. care. About, yeah. <laughs> Now, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. At least get uh, you know some answers or some some guidance to start with. Evan, uh, good, uh, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Beauty. How about yourself? Good. What's happening? Uh, I have actually a long history of neurological problems, and it all stems to me playing semi-professional sports. Um, and it's um, I, I did something the other day, um, but... All this stems to when I actually broke my neck about, uh, I say, 15 years ago. I was told it wasn't broken. It was actually shattered. Uh, and they had to replace uh, C3, 4, and 5 okay. uh, with, uh, with a long-term. Now, the, 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 uh, I'm through that. Uh, I'm walking. I wasn't actually supposed to walk, I was told, but I'm walking um, and because the, there is long-term damage where it slightly crushed my spinal cord, making the left side of my body from, from the shoulders down completely dead to feeling pain or anything in that nature. Okay. The right-hand side of my body feels everything as it did prior to me crushing my neck. Right. Now, as, as a result of that, balance is obviously an issue. Yeah. Uh, now, um, and, and through that time of the 15 years, obviously my right leg... Uh, especially my right knee has been burdening all the most of the weight for balance mm-hmm. because I can't feel anything on the left hand side. Right uh, now, uh, three four years ago, playing golf, I tore my meniscus. Mm-hmm. Uh, it healed for the most part, but there was always a slight tenderness. Uh, I'm able to to manage my pain just by meditating when I have to play a sport. Okay, but then it comes back after that. Uh, two days ago, I played my last hockey game of the season, took a bad fall, and now I re-agitated re, um, re that left meniscus, but I added a, what I believe is a torn groin and torn thigh. I went in for uh, uh, ultrasound and x-rays uh, two days ago, uh, and uh, I'm waiting for the results. Now, the pain, if I don't manage it through meditation, could be quite let's just say excruciating but I know what I'm I know what I think it may be but I'm waiting for results to a proper uh, diagnosis of what actually happened okay and what's what's the question uh, the question is um, with golf season here I'm going to be playing golf yep Um, and my belief is uh, should I wear a sleeve, a groin sleeve, uh, belt, uh, a sleeve for my right thigh, and a brace for my knee as I play? 
So, okay, let's go back to the knee for a sec. How do you know you had a torn meniscus is my first question. Uh, because when I, I went in for, after I tore my meniscus, uh, actually that happened on the golf course, I went to the hospital and it was definitely the diagnosis torn meniscus. By, by who? Uh, by a, a doctor in Mississauga. Through imaging or? Uh, through imaging. Okay. Uh, in this case, it was a CAT scan because because I my neck is fused, I can never have an MRI yeah. again, so it has yeah. to go through CAT scan. Okay, and then my next question is, you said it healed. How do you know yeah. it healed? Uh, I was able to uh, continue my everyday life. Okay. So symptoms improved is, w is what you really mean. Cause, symptoms improved, yeah. Okay, yeah, so some, and th this is an important thing. So sometimes people think something has healed like a meniscal tear now it also depends what type of tear it was but sometimes they don't heal it's just the symptoms improve um and so that's an important thing to consider so the question about whether you should wear a sleeve around the groin i for if you have a groin strain the best thing you can do is get a little bit of physical treatment on that and that should clear up right away if it is a groin strain in terms of a brace for the knee, it really depends what the exact issue in the knee is, and I would need to see you in order to to really determine what that is because there's too many inconsistencies that I'm picking up from the story where it's sort of not painting a clinical picture for me that I that I can make sense out of. Okay. But you definitely have a lot of things going on with your with your previous injury. So yeah, I mean a brace might be something uh, that is worthwhile. Uh, but I'd have to see. I'd honestly have to take a look at the function of the knee to see what it's like. Okay. 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 So we'll get you to uh, to reach out, Evan, if you if you would one eight five 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 Doctor Lou D R L O U email as well info at paincarecanada.com. We'll uh, take a short one and still a few minutes to go. If you want to uh, call through with your questions, do so now. Would be the time four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on your cell, Doctor Pain Show. Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It is 11.52. We had a call. Don't know where it went. Uh, last few, Actually, we have three, which is never fails. Never fails. <laughs> it's okay. You can call anytime after the show as well, right? Yep. That's the other thing about um, calling one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, is I'm happy to have a conversation with you um, and see if I can help you out. Was watching, uh, I'm not a hardcore watcher, nor do I play, watcher. watching a bit of the, uh, the Masters. I'm not a hardcore. Oh, it's like I look bending I and twisting. Ooh, I know golf. That's, I not, love golf. that's not what we're made for, right? Not the low back is definitely not designed for and a that's bend like and twist. High yeah. fast rotation. Well, and and that's why with the new age golfer, like definitely mm -hmm. since Tiger Woods, I mean the reason why Tiger Woods has sustained so many like devastating low back injuries is because the amount of force and rotation that they do put through their back. Like this isn't like. You're watching, you know, someone golf 50 yeah, years Sam ago. Sam Snead back yeah. in the day. Yeah, and it's a smooth swing and, you know, you're it's not... graceful. Yeah, now now these guys are hitting the ball. Like, they're, they're, yeah. they're pumping that ball. And um, and that, in order to do that, you have to generate a lot of force, which means you have to literally use every muscle and joint to create that force. And that rotation component is not what your low back is designed for. It is not... And it's not even just rotation, but you're slightly bent. Right. So it's a bend and a twist, which everybody like knows. Don't pick up a box and twist. Like that's like right. what we teach everybody. And uh, and it's yeah, it's a pretty dangerous thing. Uh, the bend and the twist um, that can happen. But that's why these guys like that's why we've all also seen. Look at these golfers now compared to 
40 or 50 years ago, they're athletes. They're in top physical shape. And that's the thing. Where are these guys going to be? I mean, guys like, you know, Jack Nichols and Neil Palmer, they, they, they could do it for 50 years. They I don't could think do, these guys are now. Well, but these guys, they're in just top physical shape, especially their cores. Like, they yep. know what the right. risk is. So they're building up to, to be able to compensate to, for putting that force. And they do maintain well. Like, Tiger was the, I, I would say, the first of that generation. Like, you looked at Tiger, he wasn't the typical golfer. No. Like, he was getting big, strong. Um, yeah, and he's that, not John Daly. Yeah, and that was not something that you, that, yeah, exactly. That wasn't something you saw before. Yeah. Um, and, and the whole reason around it is because they need to be in top physical mm-hmm. shape in order to generate that force over and over and over again through their bodies and not be injured. It's it's incredible thing to watch. But I love the Masters. I love when golf season's here. Do you get a lot of golf and sports injury into your into your clinic? Oh and yeah. Is it is it the opinion of the athletes saying, "Man, I don't want to stop what I'm doing." Yeah. I yeah. don't want to lay down for two weeks or three weeks or, or forever yeah. and change things. For sure. And and a lot of the times, so so more more often than not, if we are going to recommend rest, we're we're recommending rest for a period of time. Um, and for some people, it's like especially high end athletes, not so much with with golf, like the recreational golfer, mm-hmm. but we have had some people that you know are. Um, golfing at U.S. colleges and stuff, and they don't. Any top level a- athlete does not want to, want time off of their sport. That's no. like a big no no. But the reality is, sometimes you have to make them understand that they're trading that short term time off in order to be able to continue doing. But this. it's often active rest. Oh yeah, yeah. Sense, it's right? it's not it's not like hey, go home and rest yeah. and do Netflix nothing. For no, three no, weeks no, no, no. Bag of chips. No, like no, no. Yeah. It's like no rehabilitation. Right. It's just maybe you're not competing. Like we had a a young dancer who uh, hurt herself, and we recommended rest from her competitions because every weekend she had competition. So I said for three weeks, don't be doing anything in terms of competition, but you can still be practicing because that's how you can manage yourself. Like the thing about competition is you go all out versus in practice, you can stop. If it's like, no, this is bugging me. I'm I'm going to just call it quits right now. Mm-hmm. And so it's active rest. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, very rarely do we ever suggest like a complete rest unless it has to do with like a very severe injury or very severe fatigue, like something where you're just drained, you're done. Uh, or there's a, a very severe injury. But no, active rest is is really the way we go uh, about a treatment protocol for sure. Bodybuilding back in the day was a very trendy thing. It's still around, but not to the way it is now. Now, it, a lot of it has been replaced, and a lot of, uh, I, I would even say young kids now are on the MMA train. And yeah. there's a lot of, that's pretty hardcore, whether it be jiu-jitsu or, or Muay Thai. Where do you see that resulting in the next 15 to 20 years as a clinician? Are you already starting to see like, eh, this, uh, this could get out of control? No, I, I, I think, I think we're so much better at, um, from a diagnostic standpoint at looking at things that I don't think it's really a problem of people doing anything. It's just a matter of, of people gauging it and understand like the biggest thing I think is listening to your body. And that goes, whether we're talking about like these types of athletes or someone who's just recreationally working out or doing things, Mm -hmm. it's about if your body is telling you something, if you're, especially if you can isolate, like every time I do this, I feel that that is your body telling you something. It's the ignoring that that is the bad thing does that mean you can't do the sport or the activity that you love to do no absolutely not but it's about modifying it so that you could do it for a long time it also is what's your goal with it right like if your goal is well no this is just something for me that i want to keep active with well then there might be modifications you want to make so that you never uh you know 
put yourself in danger of serious injury. Um, and I guess an example to that, like, is if you really like boxing, you know, are you going to go in if this is just something you're doing to keep fitness? You're going to wear headgear because yeah. you don't need a concussion. Yeah, if you're doing wrong. it just yeah. to stay healthy and keep moving, well, why would you do it? Versus if you're actually training to become a professional fighter, well, then you're not going to wear headgear in a fight because that's not what's mandated in gotcha. in the sport. So it's about knowing the reality of what you want to do with that sport. And would you suggest before somebody, especially young, come see someone like yourself, prior to getting into it to have a physical check anyway say i would be cautious because of this this and this it's not a bad idea yeah right yeah for sure because you can look for deficiencies in biomechanics so you can see now there's a dangerous thing there because you can it's also about like oh you know i could look at somebody and say well you know this this is the type of person based on this mechanics of this this and this knee injury is likely but you don't necessarily want to be telling people that because you've sort of put it in their head um but ah, you you right. could get checked out like and and there's a way to properly do it and and let somebody know like you know just be careful with this this and this because you know you might be predisposed to this type of injury the one thing that i will say going back to the example of mma so anything that is some type of involves head contact if you if your child is in that i would definitely get them baseline tests for concussion um that doesn't need to happen when they have a concussion it should happen before baseline testing is prior to any type of injury so we know where we're getting them back to we are back next week at this time as you know right after greg you get to dr Payne's show at 11 a.m. In the meantime, one 855 doctor Lou D-R-L-O-U, and info at paincarecanada.com. Till next time, Dr. Payne Show, Global News Radio 640 Toronto.